the latest from the NBAA UAS Working Group. What lies ahead for both manned and unmanned operations as this technology moves forward? From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Pete Combs with your trusted source for business aviation news. If you think the aviation industry is changing at an almost breathtaking speed, you should see what's happening with regard to unmanned aircraft systems, UAS for short. As the uses for UAS continue to increase and the technology continues to advance, we're seeing more concerns about where drones fit into the national airspace as well as the opportunities we in business aviation might enjoy as a result of UAS technology. At the 2018 NBAA Business Aviation Convention and Exhibition in Orlando, I sat down with some of the people who know most about all of this. They're members of the NBAA UAS Working Group. Here at the table with me are NBAA's Heidi Williams, Director of Air Traffic Services and Infrastructure. Her predecessor in that role, Bob Lamont, who now owns a UAS company in the Washington, D.C. area and is a member of the working group. And Sarah Wolf, Senior Manager of Security and Facilitation, as well as the association's liaison with the UAS Working Group. Thank you all so much for being here. Bob Lamond, let's start with you. As a business owner and NBAA member, what are you hoping the association will achieve in this vital sector of the industry? There are two things that I and others like me are looking to NBAA to do for us. Uh, the first is, is very much in line with what NBAA has done with manned operations, and that's to be a strong advocate for regulatory stability, if you will. It's extremely important as a UAS operator or other entrants coming into the NAS to understand what the rules of the road are. Uh, to know that there is a, a consistent uh, path or a consistent set of regulations uh, that's out there to be followed. And right now with UAS, while there has not been what I would call inconsistency, there has been a lack of uh, a robust set of regulations. And because it's so new, that, that is a developing uh, field. And the FAA, I think, is doing its best uh, to catch up with that. But I think NBAA has a very uh, good uh, way to capitalize on its previous work for members like myself. Heidi, that's a lot of what you, and, and Sarah both, that's a lot of what you're doing now is you're, you're stepping up, you're advocating for these newer um, entities. Tell me a little bit about how that looks. Well, you know, that is a lot of what we spend our time doing, both in the domestic arena and, and with Sarah at, at IKO. Um, but Bob is right, there's a, a big part of the regulatory aspect of this that, you know, we're advocating for these new entrants, but we're also advocating for our manned uh, members who, you know, as, as the acting administrator said this morning, Dan Elwell, we have to integrate all of these new entrants into the system. We can't move forward with a model of segregation where we have to sterilize airspace. We truly have to integrate and we have to do that safely. So we come to the table as NBAA and a lot of different committees, rulemaking committees and, and collaborative working groups to be the advocate for safe integration and, and um, looking at that from both a manned and a new entrant perspective, understanding the needs of both communities and how we can meld them and merge them to make a safe system at the end of the day. 
I would also add on to that, Heidi. I think it's important for our manned membership to kind of take a step in the direction of advocating safety for the unmanned operations while that's coming into like the integration. That um, it's hard right now to reach a lot of these new operators of UAS. And I think a great pool of people that could help in that task are our existing members, you know, going out to our regional meetings that they have at airports, participating. Maybe they don't have a UAS system within their flight operation right now. Maybe they're just kind of a hobbyist, but going to these meetings, kind of sitting down and kind of listening to the UAS industry, possibly at these meetings and kind of becoming a good neighbor, I guess, maybe might be a good way to do it. You know, we have a lot of knowledge on the national airspace and on the aeronautics side of things. And maybe, you know, or maybe it's mentoring type of a thing, you know, kind of easing them into the NAS in that way. Because I think Bob and Heidi both said, you know, there is that education. Some people are getting into this with not a lot of background of the existing environment. Yeah, Bob, as a member, are you seeing that uh, that sort of uh, camaraderie develop? Are we starting to see uh, the Part 61s of the world talking to the Part 107s of the world and, and that sort of thing? I think it's a generational issue, quite frankly. Uh, some of us come along faster than others. Uh, four years ago, there was a wide chasm between manned and unmanned, especially unmanned that had not been from the manned community. Um, you still see that to some degrees today, but I think it is by far uh, that, that chasm is closing. I wouldn't even call it a, a chasm anymore. It's a gap, uh, but we're getting there. Um, the other thing I mentioned before is that there were two things that, uh, weren't, that, that I think uh, my uh, peers and myself would want MBA to continue to advocate for, and that has to do with uh, who controls the airspace. It's akin to the regulation, uh, but there are lots of localities around the country, cities, uh, that are trying to uh, regulate airspace. And in my opinion, that's a domain of the FAA, it always should be. Is there room for, for local accommodations uh, that the FAA manages that probably is, a, is something that might happen down the road? But I just uh, get very, very worried when I hear about the locality saying that they want to control airspace below 200 feet, below 400 feet, or whatever that may be. We're seeing the propagation of, of local rules regarding uh, interaction with law enforcement, regarding um, privacy. Uh, and I wonder, uh, to your point, how can NBAA help in, in these matters? Heidi, let me ask you. You know, I think it's, number one, there's an awareness of all that is going on. I mean, I mentioned earlier the FAA's IPP and how they've partnered with local municipalities, with uh, uh, Native American uh, lands and tribes. And, and so I think, number one, awareness of that interaction, what's going on with the IPP, how that's evolving, what it's going to mean. But it's also, there's, a, there's an advocacy piece where we have to be out there engaging with local states, municipalities, legislative uh, initiatives. I know Bob has been very involved in some of those in Virginia, where you know we have to be that voice of reason. We have to be the voice that says, at the end of the day, our NAS has to be safe and that the FAA really has jurisdiction over the airspace. So I think it's, be, it's really on all of us, including our member companies, to get involved locally with some of those legislative initiatives. One of the other things to Heidi's point is, I think that the local and regional groups of NBAA need to all start looking at how they can bring a UAS component into what they do. 
as Heidi alluded to, uh, I live in Virginia, and I was very involved last year with the Virginia Aviation Business Association's lobbying effort on the Virginia legislature to pass uh, a law that went into effect uh, last July 1st, as a matter of fact, that does provides that level playing field across uh, the state of Virginia so that we don't have a hodgepodge of local regulations, uh, and that's a good thing. And I think that uh, local and regional groups are a great way to interact with the UAS working group uh, to affect that. How were other UAS operators who don't have the familiarity with NBAA that you do, how are they reacting um, to overtures by NBAA and how are they reacting to some of the issues that you see at the local level when you are interacting with law enforcement and regulatory agencies? I think that the UAS working groups effort is still very much in the infancy stage, so there is not uh, a very uh, widespread outreach yet at the local level, and that's one of the things that I hope myself and other folks will actually start to make happen, is that folks will be, become aware of MBA. As, as Heidi said, there are other associations that are out there that are working this issue. NBA is not the lone uh, player in, in this field. Uh, some of them have a head start, uh, but they have a completely different focus on what MBAA does. And I think that as the, as the work of the uh, BAMC, uh, the UAS Working Committee, Working Group uh, progresses, we'll get there. I think, Pete, the other thing I would offer there, too, is, is, you know, Sarah and I sit on a lot of the different committees that we sit on, and, and granted, you're talking to folks who are pretty aviation savvy. They understand the NAS. They, they understand the, the airspace system and environment that we're all trying to integrate into. They are really wanting to do the right thing. They're wanting to integrate safely. They're wanting to educate others in the industry, um, whether that be commercial space operators or UAS operators or you know urban air mobility operators. They're all wanting to do this safely. I think folks have the right intent and they want to learn. So I think it, it, it's, you know, it's incumbent on us to help create those tools and resources and help educate, whether that be at the local level through the regional and local groups, whether that be you know an NBA-wide uh, effort where we put those resources that the working group develops online and we do extensive outreach. I think there's a lot of different ways that we have to go about this, but I do think you have an, a, a community that wants to be educated and wants to do the right thing. As you can tell, things are moving pretty fast with regard to the UAS working group. To keep track of all this and to find out how you can provide your input, Check it out on the web. Go to nbaa.org slash UAS. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan podcasts at Apple's iTunes website or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Pete Combs. Thanks for listening to Flight Plan.